I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. (laughs) Kia ora everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In this episode of Kiwi Birth Tales, I talk with Christina about the birth of her two beautiful baby boys. Christina takes us through both of her pregnancies in which she experienced hyperemesis gravidium. Uh, If you haven't heard of that before, it's pretty serious morning or all day sickness. So she takes us through that as well as both of her fast labors. So it's an interesting episode. I got a lot out of it and I hope you do too. Hi, Christina. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm a big fan of birth stories. So this is my jam. (laughs) Awesome. Very cool. And would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and your family? Yeah, of course. So I am, oh my goodness, I'm nearly 31 and I'm married to an amazing six foot five South African hunk of a man. And we've got two beautiful (laughs) boys, which is amazing because I always wanted boys and I always saw myself with boys. So um, my oldest now is three and a half and his name's Valor and he's a firecracker with extra energy added on top. Um, and then I have my little 10 month old Zef and he's just pure sunshine, super chill and just has perfectly completed our family. And I'm hundred percent done having babies. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a beauty blogger and a makeup artist and I mainly do weddings and besides just hanging out with my family, I just do makeup and talk beauty stuff. So that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And whereabouts in New Zealand do you guys live? So we're based in Auckland. I'm originally from the States, hence a bit of an, a bit of a twang. <laughs> Some people say I have a yep. strong accent. Some people say they can't even hear it. So I don't know. But um, I'm from San Francisco originally, but I've been in New Zealand for like 20 years. And then my husband's South African and he's been here for like 20 years as well. We met here and we've got our two little Kiwi boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Very cool. And do you want to take us through what the journey to pregnancy was like for you guys the first time around? Were you trying to have a baby or do you want to talk us through that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, we've been pretty blessed with um, falling pregnant, which is amazing. A lot of people in my life are on different journeys with that. Um, for us, falling pregnant was the easy bit. We both, for both of our boys, we took about six weeks. So that's amazing. Um, feel very thankful for that. Um, however, about, about six to seven weeks into being pregnant with my firstborn, I got hit by a truck pretty much with hyperemesis. So if you don't know much about that, which a lot of people don't, which is why I like to talk about it a lot, it's chronic morning sickness and morning sickness, the word morning is a joke. It's all day 24 seven. And it's a nightmare. 
it completely took over my entire life. And I was so thankful that I worked for myself. So I was able to spend a lot of time in bed, but I was totally at the beginning bedridden. I would throw up about 14 times a day to start. Oh and then once, yeah, once I hit 14 times, I would have to go to the hospital and get IVs with, um, with my pregnancy with Valor. I think I lost 10 kilos in my first trimester. It, I just, I'd never heard of it. I'd never knew you could get this sick, you know? Um, and it was an, it was a total nightmare while also trying to be very grateful and thankful for being pregnant. So yeah, it was a really, really, really hard time. <laughs> yeah. And was that the first sign that you were pregnant or did you find out before that hit and then it came a couple of weeks later? Yeah. So it came literally, I think a week later. So the way I actually found out I was pregnant, so obviously we'd been trying but the weirdest thing happened, and I'd never really heard of many people talk about this, but it happened for me. I literally went to bed, normal. I woke up with, honestly, adult acne on my face, my back, and my neck. Not like cystic, you know what I mean, like acne, but just yeah. spots. It was literally like my yeah. body just got hit with so much hormones. And I woke up and I was like, I've completely broken up. This is not like me. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if I'm pregnant because this is the weirdest thing. And I, I took a test that morning and told my husband that afternoon and about, yeah, about a week later. So I think I found out quite early, um, around the five-ish, six-week mark, I think. And maybe it was like the seven or maybe it was about two weeks. No, it was about a week after I started feeling sick. Yeah. And, and the, the hyperemesis for me came almost like instantly. And was so there like, anything you could do apart from the sort of IVs and hospital visits after vomiting too many times that helped you? Like, were you able to keep anything down or was it just, there was no, no sort of helping? Look, I mean, I, I've been able, thankfully through the, the joys of social media, I've been able to talk to a lot of women who've been through the same. And for some women, you can take certain medications that can ease the um, heavy, heavy yeah. throwing up. For me, nothing worked. And I got down to the point where, um, the doctors were like, literally all we have left is chemo medicine, what they give to chemo patients. And yeah. I just couldn't, I just, by that time I'd taken so much stuff. I was like, don't even freaking bother. I'm just going to dig my heels in and get through these next nine months. And honestly, I just ate whatever I could. And I don't know how my two babies are so dang cute because I swear they were just <laughs> born on cheeseburgers and frozen Cokes. Cause that's <laughs> honestly what I could hold down. I would like, be like, oh, I think I'm feeling okay. Let me try to make a salad. And it would just be a joke. Like, no way, projectile vomit. You know what I mean? Like, just nasty. <laughs> yeah. With Valor, that, from about 28 weeks, it eased, which is really amazing. Mm. So I, 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 I was still <laughs> nauseous. And I honestly think the, no the nausea is actually worse. And a lot of people who have yeah. been through it say the same. Because it's that feeling. If you've been pregnant or, or dealt with that kind of nausea, you know it. But the kind of nausea I had, or the only way I could explain it, was just being on um, a really rickety boat and just being completely seasick nonstop. Yeah. That deep in your gut kind of nauseousness, that never went away. But the throwing up did go get a little better around 28 weeks. But I can honestly say, and I, it, it is hard for me, but I, I never enjoyed pregnancy. It, I tried to. I really did. And when I could feel them kicking or moving that was beautiful and I really enjoyed those moments but besides for, for a bit of kicks I did not enjoy pregnancy and I actually like to say that 
because yeah. it's okay if you haven't enjoyed your pregnancy. It's not yeah. always um, pregnancy yoga with your girlfriends and cute, you know, summer dresses with your little baby bump. That's not for a lot of for a lot of women. Pregnancy is a grin and grit and white knuckle it get through it kind of thing. Yeah. So for me, pregnancy, no, no, it's <laughs> and unfortunately for me, it just got progressively worse. Like with my second, it was worse. So I, I, <laughs> pregnancy, I, I look back at it and when I, and I see a friend more from my friends, anyone that's pregnant and they're enjoying it. I'm like, wow, that that's, I'm so happy for them because that's such a special time. And I'm yeah. not bummed that I didn't enjoy it. Um, I've been able, I've been grateful that I've had some opportunities where I've been able to share um, about hyperemesis because um, not enough people know about it. But yeah, it was um, pregnancy. <laughs> it was the hardest nine months yeah. of my life. Yeah. We all have loved ones that are also on their own journeys with infertility and things like that. So it's the catch 22 because you're so blessed yeah. to be pregnant and to be in that season of life um, while others around you are perhaps wanting that. But it's okay to still say it's hard or you're not enjoying it. Yeah. You can be blessed and grateful, but also struggling through it. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. agree. And so do you want to take us through, did you do any of the sort of standard testing in New Zealand? Did you find a midwife or go through an obstetrician? Do you want to talk us through that? Yeah. So I just went through a midwife. I got a recommendation through a friend of mine, uh, Carmen Lett, who's a good friend of mine. She recommended a midwife in my area and she was phenomenal. Um, I did, yeah, I think I just did normal testing. Um, I kind of just went with the flow of what they kind of tell me to do bloods here. And yeah, I took all, I took all the tests. Um, you know how you have options of like finding out if the baby has down syndrome or anything like that. I took all those tests because for me, it wouldn't affect my um, love or, or wanting my baby. It would just give me a heads up, you know, headspace I might need to be in for what journey was ahead. Um, so yeah, my midwife was incredible and um I used her for both of my my births and it was interesting because of how sick I was, she gave me I think the help she could, but also I don't think it's just not as common. So she was kind of figuring it out along with me. Um yeah. but yeah, the she she gave me amazing care and I I did find the care um overall through the whole experience of having a baby pretty amazing. Um I think yeah, there are areas that could be better in New Zealand, but I think, gosh, we got it pretty, pretty good here. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And did you have much of an idea of how you sort of thought that you might want your birth to go? Did you have much of a birth plan or any thoughts around that? Yes and no. So my plan was to have a baby. That's, a, that's pretty much where, <laughs> where it got to. That's, a, you know, my main plan was, I don't know what's going to happen. It's really hard to plan for yeah. something. This isn't like a wedding where you know how it's all going to go. You have no idea what's going to happen. So I wanted to go as natural as I possibly could. And I know we all say that, but that really was something I had done a significant amount of research. So I just knew that was a a hope and a plan, but I also knew that I would do whatever it took to get my baby out safe and um, whatever that looked like, you know, and I I do trust the knowledge of doctors and especially my midwife, because we had so many good conversations and I'd done the whole class, the antenatal and so that was, you know, so kind of, I went into it pretty, uh, feeling pretty understanding my options. You know, does that make sense? You know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I felt like I, I went into it, like 
I don't know what's going to happen. I kind of had an idea of what was going to happen. Like I would have loved a water birth, you know, the nice music, the candles, the the breathing. I had some affirmation cards all printed, none of which I used, (laughs) but they were there and printed. So I had an idea of what I wanted. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. And were you planning to go to the hospital or a birth center or at home? What were your thoughts there? Yeah, always hospital for me. Um, just because I don't know, some people have like um fear around hospitals, but I find them really safe places. Um yeah. so for me it was I was I felt very comfortable going to the hospital. I live about five minutes from Middlemore Hospital, which is where I had had Valor and, and Zeph. So yeah, I kind of just always had this image of like the movies, like, hey, oh oh, my water's broke gushing water and, you know, heaving and, you know, heavy breathing at home for hours and then, you know, driving, you know, I don't know, you you do, you do kind of picture what's given to you on TV and movies. So that's kind of what I pictured, which is just so not what happened. (laughs) So, which is like a lot of people, we all have these kind of images, you know what I mean? And then in the middle, in the middle of it, I remember thinking, wow, this is not like, this is not like what I thought. Yeah. And did your labor end up starting spontaneously? Do you want to take us through that? Yeah. So I was, uh, with Valor, I was five days overdue. And for all those out there listening, if you've been overdue, you know that there's like this, like in your mind, you've given up now. You're like, Hey, I'm so done. Get the baby out (laughs) of me. Um, and so we went in for a scan at five, five days overdue and the, um, because they wanted to check movement and fluid and stuff like that. Because once you start getting overdue, they really start watching you. So I went in and the lady giving our scan, um, she told, she measured the baby incorrectly. So she was like, wow, he's going to be at least nine pounds. And I was like, excuse me. He was like seven pounds, something not that long ago. She's like, yeah, what from what I'm looking at. And I started freaking out. And I was like, no, I'm, he's coming out today. Like I cannot push out a nine, anything bigger than for, that's a Christmas ham. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. and so I, um, my sister-in-law's had taken castor oil. Heaps of people I knew had. So I got home, had a huge cry, had a shower. And I said to my husband and he's, he said to me, he's like, the look you gave me in your eyes was like, don't mess with me. Cause I looked at him and I said, go get me castor oil. So, um, I, I talked to my midwife in the past about it. And for those of you listening and whatever, do your own research. That's all I can say about it. But it's a, it's a, for those that don't know castor oil, what it does, it pretty much upsets your stomach, which can bring on, um, contractions. So for most people, it just clears you out, which is kind of a really handy thing to happen before labor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I, he, he got home. I just took two spoonfuls and then I was like, right you know, let's see what happens. Anyways, a couple hours later, my contraction, my contraction started. So what castor oil does is it can get your contraction started, but you still labor the same as what you would. It doesn't change the way you labor, if that makes sense. It just brings it on. And so my labor started with like a hiss and a bang with just wild contractions, no kind of leading up to it. I had probably like two contractions that felt like period cramps. And then it just started like, (laughs) like the movies where, um, and I really didn't, I didn't understand why it was happening so quick or anything like that. So, um, in all the antenatal classes and everyone tells you, your midwife tells you, your friends tell you, everyone tells you 
your first labor is going to be like 15 hours is average. I think for the first, for your first baby, yeah. which is a, which is a few hours of kind of sore and, and you know, ooh, ouds, and then it kind of progressively begins. Right. You probably know way more about birth stories and what's <laughs> meant to happen than I do. But I think that's about average, about 15 hours. And so they, at the um, antenatal classes, they told my husband and all the husbands, look, what's going to happen is your wife's going to go into labor and she's kind of going to freak out. She's going to say, get me to hospital, but it's not going to be the right time. Don't even call your midwife. Wait a bit. Then she's going to say it again. I need to go to hospital. It's not going to be right. Da, da, da. And then eventually call your midwife and, but still stay home, stay home. And so that's what they kind of really drill into you, which I suppose is fine when that's normally what happens. So my, I got, I had my little contraction app and I started pushing little buttons, you know, when the contractions were starting. So they were about a minute, minute apart, lasting 30 to 60 seconds. And I couldn't keep up. Like it was just like, they would stop and I'd barely be able to catch my breath. And then another contraction would hit. And, um, I said, Ty, that's my husband's name. I said, take me to the hospital. He's like, no, babe, this is what happens. Remember? And we're 45 minutes in <laughs> like 45 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's it. And I said, well, call the midwife. He's like, and he's like, babe, you've only just started. I'm like, call the midwife. Like it's happening. And he's like, and he honestly, poor man really thought he was doing the right thing. And so I, he's like, look, I'll call the midwife. So he calls the midwife and she's great. And she goes, well, look, you really have just started. Why don't you hop in the bath? It'll either slow it down or it'll get it started properly. So I got in the bath and I sat there for about two minutes and I was like, I hate this. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. Get me out of like, again, something that you, for me, I pictured being so relaxing, lavender oil, you know, some music, <laughs> having nice long contractions in the bath. None. And I was like, get me out of here. I felt like sticky and sweaty. And, um, I remember standing up from the bath and my contractions, what's it called? Transitioned into the next phase. And I, and my midwife described that phase to me in another, uh, after she said, that's when a woman turns into an animal. And it's totally true. Cause my, my like contraction yell turned into this really deep, like, you know, woman in labor kind of thing. And I came out and I said, Tag, take me to the hospital now. And he said to me, and I'll never let him live this down because he <laughs> thought he was trying to help me. He rubbed my arm condescendingly and he said to me, I just don't think you're handling the pain very well. <laughs> and um, I know I still tell him he said that all the time because he, he and we're in like an hour in an hour and a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, he really <laughs> thought, oh, geez, she's just panicking, you know? So he, I said, well, at least call the midwife. So he calls the midwife a second time. And she's on the phone to him. He's like, I don't know. She just, you know, she just got a bath. She seems pretty, seems like she's in a lot of pain. I had a contraction in the bathroom. And she goes, was that, well, that was Christina. He goes, yeah. He goes, go to the hospital now. And Mm -hmm. she could tell from the way, the noise I was making that something was happening. (laughs) And it really was. The funny thing is, you know, the show One Born Every Minute? Yeah. Yeah. So you, that show, I got obsessed with watching it um, when I was pregnant with Valor. So it was like, I don't know. I felt like I was like pre-gaming or something. I was like, yes, give it all to me. I want to watch every episode. (laughs) And I had seen, and I'm actually so grateful because of that show. So I'd seen in so many episodes, 
that a woman would say, I really feel like I need to poo. Right. And so that's the baby kind of coming down the birth canal. Yeah. And I had seen so many women say that on the show. And I remember coming downstairs and I said to my husband, oh no, I need to poo. And I knew he was coming. So I start absolutely freaking out. And because I can, I can feel pretty much his head, but I can feel it's the weirdest feeling ever, but it's like, yeah, you can, I guess you can literally feel a baby coming out. Do you know what I mean? Coming deep yeah. down. And so I, um, I picked up my bags and I said, right, well, I'm bloody, I'm leaving. And I stood at the door and I just he screamed at him and he kind of got it and got in the car. My midwife had said, come in, but he kind of totally didn't quite get it. So we're driving there and my contractions just get more and more wild. And I'm like lifting myself up off of like the chair, you know, like I can't sit and yeah. I'm like, go through every red. He's coming. I can feel his head. I can feel him. He's coming. It's so funny because in the classes they say, right, you get a piece of paper, you put it on your dashboard. You have it all ready in the car. So you can pretty much park anywhere. You know what I mean? So it says woman in labor with your cell phone number, call if you need to move my car, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. all these things we'd learned in the class, we'd like pull into the parking lot and there's a handicap parking space available. And my husband's like, there's no parks. And I like looked at him. I was like, park in the handicap park. I like put the piece of paper. He just forgot everything that you're, that <laughs> everything in the class. He completely panicked and forgot. And then we like walk, we'll walk, but I'm like screaming in to the, you know, to the bo- where the elevators are. And there's an emergency button that we've told about and you're meant to push and it, you know, gets the elevator straight to you, straight up to birthing unit. And he pushes like the normal button. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> push, push the emergency button, Tig. Like, come <laughs> on. And um, I'm in this poor elevator with like these two, oh dudes like gangster ass dudes and they're just like freaking oh, no. out just staring at me they've obviously come and visit someone and i'm like howling like absolutely howling <laughs> um in pain and then we walk up to the reception and we say to the lady i said hi my name's christina blah, blah, i'm having a baby and she goes okay one moment please she like pushes a button <laughs> she's like and your midwife's name and then i was like um told her name and she's like and how do you spell that and i'm like no, I said, my baby's coming now. I need help. Like he's coming, he's coming. And she just was like, okay, one moment. And she was like, taking her time. I was just staring at her. And then this contraction mm-hmm. hit and I like held onto the desk and like fell to my knees screaming. And like four midwives heard me and just come running out and take me to like race me to the like emergency side room. And like, this is like the brightly lit room, like no whale music, no bath, like <laughs> it's a bed. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and I literally just walk in and just drop my gears and like hop onto the bed, like so quickly, like, I'm so happy to be there. I cannot express the relief to have like midwives near me. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, angels when you feel like a baby's coming out of you and you see a midwife or a doctor you're just like thank god you know what i mean and i literally hopped on into like right let's check her out and then he they look at my husband like oh amazing she's 10 centimeters dilated we can see the head and he looks at me and he's realized that in about space of what is it in oh it would have been coming up two hours that i had completely dilated to 10 and the head was on his way and, and 
he, I think, remembered that he said I wasn't handling the pain very well. And he was just like, oh, my God, babe, you're amazing. Like, you know, <laughs> so yeah. two hours of that. And then um, it was about 35, maybe 40 minutes of pushing. But it wasn't even that much pushing. Um, as in there, I had for some reason more gaps and like it was almost better when I got there. I was about, yeah, about 40 minutes of pushing. And then, and he came out. I didn't have time for gas. I didn't have time for uh, epidural, anything. And it was completely wild and just the most incredible adrenaline rush mixed with serotonin rush. All of it happened. It was, yeah, nothing will beat that moment of my whole, you know, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. But it Amazing. was quick. And you did the same way. <laughs> you got the most natural of natural. Um, well, that, yeah. <laughs> I think without much of a choice. Oh no, I know. I like to say my births are pioneer vibes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Why, right. When women used to go out in the woods and birth on their own, like, yeah, oh my yeah. goodness. Do you know what I mean? Like they, I think they offered me gas and I was like, get that out of my face. Like I was just in such a concentration vibe, you know? Um, and actually yeah. funny enough, um, my Valor was born in two sacks, which is really rare. Oh, wow. So he was pretty much born in the sack. The what my waters only broke like just as he was coming out. It kind of all happened at once, but he had another yeah. sack over his head. And oh, wow. um, it's the, uh, there's a proper name for it, but it's called a um, a halo. And my my midwife was saying the old wives' tale say um, it means that your Irish saying or something like that, that you're, you'll never die of drowning or something like that. But yeah, he was born in two sacks. And I remember my husband was really freaked out because obviously <laughs> his head looked really weird because it had a sack of liquid over it. So yeah, right, that's yeah. a bit different too. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. And was he as big as they had told you he would be on that day or? No, no, no she got it completely wrong. <laughs> Um, I, I believe he was seven pounds, 7.6. So her saying nine was completely off. And, um, yeah, yeah, just, gosh, that's the cutest. I mean, all newborns are kind of weird looking, but I mean, just that, you know, and the funny thing is he came out and she put him on my, my belly and, um, just so she could kind of do the core, you know, all that kind of, I don't even know, Yeah, but he literally peed the second he Kate got out right all over me then pooped all over <laughs> yeah. me and then started doing the amazing commando crawling that ba- newborns do right up me and I remember being like trying to pick him up and she's like no 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 don't touch him she's like this is nature at its finest and he just started like pulling himself up to my boob and just latched on it was the most incredible mother nature like he just yeah. knew what to do kind of moment and he just, it was amazing. I was so just impressed, like little koala bears. I pictured bears doing, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But not, not my yeah. little baby, but there he was commando crawling up my body <laughs> for to get some milk. Oh, amazing. I love hearing that. I think it's, um, yeah, it's so beautiful when people talk of their tiny little newborn baby knowing exactly what to do. It's so cool. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think, it, you know, I think it did help that he kind of just came out really quick, really natural. He came out super alert. 
So he just came out, was like, right, pooped, peed, where's my milk? (laughs) Yeah, awesome. And did you need any stitches or anything like that from giving birth? Yeah, I did. Um, Because he came out Superman. So um, Superman's when their one little hand is up by their head, which obviously makes the circumference a little bigger. Um, Nothing, well, actually, actually, so... I remember afterwards, my midwife checked me out and she brought in a, um, a doctor and she said, look, <clears throat> so the doctor examined me. She said, look, we could, we could do, we could do your stitches here. They're not like, as they're not like chronically bad. Do you know what I mean? She said, or we could take you to theater and do a really good job. And I was like, Hey, you know what? I plan on using that old thing again. How about we, we do a really <laughs> yeah. good job. And so, yeah, I did actually end up going to theater. I totally forgot. And then I got my bloody epidural. For that, uh, after all yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did. But the funny thing is I, um, so I think I had like a couple inner and maybe one or two out, outer um, stitches during the operation or what are you, oh my gosh, you know what I'm trying to say. During the operation, I remember that was actually kind of a good time for me because I actually like gave me a minute just to kind of debrief and kind of settle down yeah. because my labor was so fast, two hours, 40. So uh, it just, it kind of gave me a, a bit uh, like what, 40 minutes of just kind of lying there to just kind of come down and let my body de-stress and not go yeah. into shock. Um, and I had like an amazing um, theater full of women, incredibly. So um, the, I, had a, I had a nurse next to me and she's just chatting to me about what had just happened. And it was actually a really calming experience for me, which is great because obviously going into theater can be totally the opposite. Yeah. For me, it was, yes. it was good. Yeah. Um, and then I thought it'd be a lot kind of rougher, you know, like, but it was okay. Like recovery and the stitches. I think if a woman hasn't had a baby before, the idea of that can be really scary. And a lot of women have a lot of fear around tearing, but your body yeah. is pretty incredible. And, and, um, you heal so well down there. Well, if, if done, I mean, if everything goes right, you heal really <laughs> well, quite fast. So that was yeah, not too big of a deal for me. <laughs> yeah. Once uh, for me, that was like the calming bit of what had just happened. You know, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah. labor was wild. And afterwards I could just kind of lie there and breathe and they gave me a popsicle and I just had a minute, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It took a minute yeah. to de-stress. Well, you know what I mean? Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. just relaxed kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And how long did you end up spending in the hospital? Um, so we were there, I, oh, I, I should have kind of remembered all the timings, but I think by the time I actually came out, cause you, you know, you go to your operation and then you have to go somewhere and wait for a little bit while they just double check you and make sure yeah. you're coming off the drugs and all that. Okay. And the anesthesia, uh, not anesthesia, sorry, the epidural. So after that, by the time I got back to my room, I think it was like 1am. So they obviously let me stay. Um, and then it was, the, I stayed at just that one slept that night there that whole day and left that afternoon for birth care. So what, pretty much a whole day or day and a bit at the hospital and then straight to birth care. Yeah. Awesome. And how long did you spend there? Um, well, I, I, I couldn't get a private room at birth care. And so I only ended up staying two days, no, like one and a half, two days. Yeah. The, the, I mean, sharing a room for me wasn't ideal. The woman in my room, she just, Oh my goodness. She <laughs> talks to her baby all through the night in a really high pitched baby voice all through the night. 
um, <laughs> which is super good for you, lady. But like when I'm just like trying to sleep, at, you know, and she's just like, oh, my goodness, my lip, you know, like really in the high pitch. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, oh, and then, um, yeah, she. It just, it just wasn't the relaxing experience I'd wanted. The only reason I was there was just to get the help with latching and to just have the extra support. Yeah. But, but um, breastfeeding for me came on pretty naturally. Um, I didn't have any soreness. I mean, I had tender, but that's it. Um, so once I knew, I was pretty confident in that, and I talked to my wid- midwife, and that I think the. Uh, with a third day, I remember just that night being like, I hadn't even fully slept even much since he was born. I remember being like, I'm going to lose my mind. Like I was so tired. I couldn't yeah. keep my eyes open, but he was um, cluster feeding through the whole night. And I remember just crying and crying to like the nurse that, or, you know, the uh, midwife nurse that came in and being like, I can't do this. I'm going to drop him. Like I can't keep my eyes open, but he won't stop feeding. And so after that really, really hard night, I just, my midwife like, right, why don't you head home? If you want to, I'll just come check up on you. And, you know, and I, and that's, that was such a good decision. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you find your experience once you got home, those sort of first couple of days and weeks adjusting to having a newborn all your hormones and your milk coming in and all of that. What was that like? Yeah. Well, like I said, for me, feeding was, was good and easy. So I had plenty of milk yeah. came in. Well, I never had like incredible pain with feeding or anything like that. Unlike a lot of people, a lot of my girlfriends who for them coming home was just like this, the beginning of their battle with breastfeeding, um, yeah. milk, not coming in or pain or, you know, bleeding nipples, all of that. So for me, it wasn't so much that honestly, once I got home, I remember having a shower and it was like the shower of all showers. Do you mean like, <laughs> and just being like, okay, I'm home. I can just, and I remember being like, I'm just going to embrace this season for what it is. I'm going to be in my pajamas. If people come around, they can see me for what I look like. I mean, I had stitches, so I was still, I was sore. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I was just like, I embraced it. So there wasn't a conflict in me being like, I should be out or I should be looking better. Or I was just like, whatever, I'm just going to flip and lap this up. I'm going to be in my pajamas and watch Dr. Phil and feed all night. And (laughs) that's what I did. So for me, I kind of rode the newborn wave. And, um, and I, I like to, I always like to tell my friends who, you know, are in the stages of having babies or who have just had babies. I'm like, just give yourself six weeks. Do you know what I mean? Like to just whatever, if you want to go out, you can go out for a walk. If you don't, you don't have like, no, there's no, you can't try too hard during that beginning, but especially with your first baby, because you are just figuring it out. And so the hormones come, the the crying, you have days you cry, you have days and you feel great. And, um, I was lucky because I always have November babies. So straight into Christmas, the Christmas holidays, the trees up, watching home alone. I kind of like, the newborn beginning is like a weird sleep deprived milk stained messy house kind of stage but if you embrace it then it's great do you know what I mean yeah yeah if you like don't fight it (laughs) don't fight with the newborn stages (laughs) you're gonna be wearing the biggest pad of your life (laughs) you're gonna you know be leaking milk everywhere 
just embraced it. And so that's what I did. So for me, yeah. it was fine. And my husband was an incredible support and I had, I did have support around me. So I think that those who don't have support, that's, a, that's a really hard. That makes it a lot harder. Um, but yeah. I did have some good support around me. So that was amazing. But, um, yeah, so I actually enjoyed it. And, so, and also you have to remember, I had been so, so, so sick for so long yeah. during my pregnancy. So I'm like, ah, a couple stitches, whatever, but I can flip <laughs> and eat again. And I can eat what I want yeah. and I can, I feel like me. And it was like a breath of fresh air. So I was kind of unlike some people where their pregnancies were all dreamy and then they get hit with this baby and they're like, oh my God. Da, da. And I had moments like that, but I also was like, hey, guess what? I'm not sick and I'm not throwing up. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I'm tired, yeah. but I'm not sick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, awesome. And did you have your midwife checking on your stitches or did you sort of feel like they were healing normally? Did you see a woman's health physio or anything like that post birth? So I had my midwife come and do all the checks. She was great. She really kind of took me through and, you know, she really made sure I was healing well. Um, the funny thing is I never knew about the physio. And I remember you posting about that recently. And I was yeah, like, yeah. what? I was like, <laughs> never. No, I never did any of that. And I don't know if I should have. I mean, I, I no, I should have, but I, I pretty, I'm, I, I feel like I healed pretty well, pretty well. Um, yeah. I didn't have any problems with, you know, paying myself. I had a lot of friends that really did struggle with that after a baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I felt like I, I healed pretty well. Um, but I, I, you know, if, if you, the more babies you have, the more you probably need that support. Um, so if I was to ever have a baby again, I would do things differently, probably. <laughs> yeah, cool. And how long did you end up breastfeeding for? So Valor breastfed him for two years, two months, and two weeks. Oh, my so gosh. <laughs> I did not expect to do it that long. My goal has always been a year. I always think that's a, you know, yeah. the first year of life. That's amazing. And I'm 10 months in with my little my littlest here. But was Valor just never stopped? And it wasn't like I was that woman at the park breastfeeding my five-year-old, but um, yeah, it just, I don't know. And it, it was a really, it was just easy, um, yeah. for me. So it wasn't like, you know, it was an easy way to settle him or calm him if, you know, whatever. So yeah, I remember, I remember when I finished and finally weaned him, I was like, wow, that's two years, two months and two weeks. <laughs> and then I think I fell pregnant two months later. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, and did you get your period back while you were breastfeeding? Um, did I? Yeah, but it took a while. That's a good question. I can't remember with Valor, but it was not straight away. I think it took like almost 10 months. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It took a long time, which was quite nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And were you planning to try and have a second around that stage? Do you want to take us through that? Yeah. So same thing, exact same thing, same time of year. <laughs> So, um, with December, January, March, yeah, with both babies, both boys, we were like, my birthday's December 21st with both boys. I think around that Christmas period, we were like, let's try again. So with, with death, we started trying around the same time, fell pregnant exactly the same time. So about six, seven weeks later. And if both, this is how close it was. Cause if both boys had come on their due date, they would have been born two days apart, three years to the <laughs> exactly three years to by two days. 
So yeah. I don't know what happens. There's some, I think it's like some weekend in February where we are very fertile. I don't think it's Valentine's <laughs> Day, but it's around there. <laughs> yeah. Like that. I think it's February. But yeah. And then, um, so yeah, I remember doing, I was doing a wedding makeup and we'd been trying and I remember I hadn't felt like myself and, you know, women have great intuition with them, their, their own bodies and stuff. Cause I remember being like, yeah, I just don't feel like myself. And, but I wasn't sick and I had a lot of, I had to actually work through quite a bit of anxiety, not anxiety, like nervousness leading up to trying again because of how sick I was. Yeah. Um, but there was a big chance I wouldn't have been sick, you know? So I remember doing a wedding and I remember just feeling really nauseous. And I said to my friend who I was working with, and I said, man, I feel so sick. She goes, aha, are you pregnant? I said, I said, oh, I don't think so. And I kind of had this moment. I was like, oh man, uh, <laughs> I've eaten. Normally if you if I kind of feel, you know, sick at all, it's because I haven't eaten. I'm like, no, I had breakfast. Yeah. I said, oh shoot. And we're going home, stopping at this random old countdown. And because um, the, the wedding was up north a bit, I picked up a pregnancy test and I came in the house. Tyg and Valor were home and they were just mucking around. And they're like, hey, how are you? I said, I got to pee. I got to pee. I walked straight upstairs, peed, and it was positive. <laughs> and, um, and I walked downstairs and, and I said to my husband, hey, let's, let's film a video because I do stuff on social media all the time. So he wasn't phased by that. Yeah. And so I was like filming uh, like selfie style. And I said, yes, uh, no, I said, let's take a photo. And so, uh, but it was filming. And I said, let's, um, everyone smile and say, mommy's pregnant again. And so I've got this really <laughs> classic video of my husband being like, what? <laughs> Cause we didn't, we also didn't expect it to happen so quickly. So that was a real blessing. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, there you go. A week later, hyperemesis hits me again. Th that was really hard because I knew what I was heading into. So I think once I got sick, it was like, you know, with the first, I thought maybe it was just the first 12 weeks, you know, because I yeah, knew yeah. I, 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 um, I just went up and I think I spent like just two days in bed crying. And I just remember, being like, I just said to my husband, I can't, I can't, I can't do this again. I like, this is, it's like, looking at the bottom of a huge mountain, looking up, you know, I'm like six weeks pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh <laughs> my gosh, no. And, um, yeah, sure enough. I, it was worse the second time for me. And if anyone out there has had this before with their first and their nerves about a second, so many people don't get sick the second time. So it's not like it's a guarantee. Yeah. Um, I always like to say that as a disclaimer because for me, it <laughs> did happen another time, but you know, if I had had a third, maybe it wouldn't, but I, um, yeah. So that straight into just, and it was probably harder this time because I obviously had a toddler now. So yeah. There was no daytime naps. There was no like, Oh, I'll just, you know, lie on the couch for the whole day and just throw up in a bowl. No, no, no. I had to get out. I had to take him, you know, out and about. And he's a very active toddler. So there wasn't any just kind of sitting around, but no guilt. He watched a lot of Wiggles and he ate a lot of cereal for <laughs> dinner. And that's okay because you got to do what you yeah. got to do. And gosh, he's not traumatized by that at all. I think he lived his best life yeah. when I was pregnant. <laughs> he was just watching a lot of cartoons. And I was like, you want more toast, you know? And so <laughs> I would have toast because that's usually I could hold down and he would have a bit of toast and he loved it. So, um, 
And the pro and the thing with this pregnancy with Zeph is it was not only worse, and I had a toddler, but it went the entire nine months. Um, oh no! So I was throwing up up until the day before he was born. So again, just a really really hard time, and um, yeah, I missed out on friends' weddings and birthdays, and I spent a lot of time in bed crying, just crying. Just yeah. feeling so trapped in my own body. So yeah, not the greatest. <laughs> I don't do pregnancy well. <laughs> I got through it. And that's all I can say about that. And women are incredibly yeah. strong. What they can do and what they'll yeah. do to carry their children. I mean, I know women that spent almost their whole pregnancies in hospital. Um, because yeah. they just had to stay on a drip. And so women are oh, forces of nature. Yeah, absolutely. And so did you end up going with the same midwife this time around? Yep, same midwife. And um, I knew I wanted the same midwife. So because I, because Valor, so he's a, that was a precipitous birth. So really fast birth. I think it's, I think a precipitous though is under two hours, but he was like two hours 40. But I wanted my same midwife. So she had actually written a letter to me to give to my next midwife if by any chance I'd moved or I, you know, we didn't know when I'd fall pregnant. But I had this letter all ready to go being like, this is how she labors like to the next midwife. But I made sure I got her. The second I knew I was pregnant, I called her. I said, ready to do this again. Hmm. Um, and so I had her, which was amazing because I needed someone that knew how I labored. I didn't want yeah. to have to explain it and have someone not believe me and blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? So she, yeah. Our um our plan of attack was totally different this time. Me and her together heading into it. So that was really good. Yeah. Awesome. And did do you want to take us through what your sort of thoughts were and how you plan to approach a probably really fast labor again this time? Yeah. So um there was quite a bit of so pretty much most people um all all midwives and people in that kind of industry will say your second for everybody you're usually each birth, especially the second one is quicker. So I just had yeah. everyone telling me that. And people were, you know, I had friends and friends who were midwives being like, Oh, it's going to be quick. It's going to be quick. And <laughs> that's all fun and games until you're like eight months. And you're like, Oh my goodness. Like really though, what is this going to be like? Because that was crazy enough as it was just two hours 40 for my first. Um, yeah. And I started to get, and I've never really dealt with, any type of anxiety in my life, but I started to get very, very anxious. And my midwife did, she said to me, look, Christine, I know you're, you're nervous about having a really fast labor. It is a really big possibility and you and I have to be prepared. So she had to take me through how to self-deliver so that I at least knew what to do and what not to do if yeah. I did get stuck in traffic or if I was at the mall or home alone and it happened really quickly. I needed to know, literally, like I say, pioneer days, how to pull <laughs> my baby out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we had a plan, you know, so pretty much I knew if the situation wasn't correct, I knew I'd first call an ambulance to get that started. And then I, she told me the do's and the don'ts. And so I had kind of an idea, but that made it worse in my mind. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I'm not freaking delivering yeah. this baby on my own. And my, my whole days started to get kind of planned around like, Hey, like I was just going to go to the supermarket with Valor, but then I'm like, what if I go into labor pack and say, you know what I mean? Like 
it all got yeah. too much. I kind of in the last couple of weeks started hibernating a little bit. Also with both my pregnancies, the week before or, or kind of leading into labor, I think because I, because I um, birthed so quickly, my body is, I could tell it's like slowly preparing itself. So I was always uncomfortable, very uncomfortable and quite pain and quite a bit of pain leading up to labor just as my body was moving. And I think that's all women, but I just know that my body was just preparing itself, you know? Yeah, I did get very, very anxious. And I I was like, I, I, my husband would leave for work or for meeting, whatever. And I would just, oh my gosh, I would call him and be like, when, how long to your home? You know, I just needed him around. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah. you know, he's a big, strong man. And I just was like, I need my husband. And so I I remember waking up one morning, this is five days before he was due. And I was just in so much pain down there and just everywhere, but that was nothing new. And I was throwing up and I was to the point of exhaustion that I was just like, I'm done. He he needs to come now. It's his birthday. It's his birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and the anxiety was getting a bit too much with him, with my husband leaving and stuff. And I was just like, I, yeah. So what did I do? I took castor oil. <laughs> and so I woke up, I shaved, I showered. Um, I made sure my, my mom was home with Valor and I had a really big high protein breakfast. I tried to hold it down, hold some of it down. And then, yeah, I took castor oil. And about two and a half hours later, nothing had really happened. And I was lying on my bed upstairs on Instagram as per usual. And <laughs> I felt a pop. And my waters never broke with Valor. And I felt this pop and I went, oh my gosh. And it's the weirdest feeling because it literally feels like a balloon popping inside of you. That's the only yeah. way I can describe it because it's pretty much what it is. A balloon yeah. popped inside of you. And I was lying down. So I kind of sat up and went, oh my gosh, I think my waters broke. And I started like yelling to Tiger. I said, Tiger, I think my waters broke. I think my waters broke. And it wasn't the gushing that I thought. It was just like a slow leak. So I called my midwife at 3.01. Yeah, three in the afternoon. That's like 3.01. And I called her and went, my water's broken. So she said, send me a picture. She said, put a clean pad on. Take, take a picture of the pad. So she wanted to make sure that the waters were okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I did that. It's like the weirdest photo ever to send to someone. And um, she <laughs> said, yeah, that's, that's your waters. Your waters are broken. Go. Like right now, Go. Because our plan was no ifs, ands, and buts. The minute labor gets started, I go. So I yelled down um, to Ty, Ty, we're going to go to the hospital. And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then my contraction hits. And as I'm starting to walk down the stairs, I almost like lose my balance because it hits so hard. And I literally have no break in my contraction from that point. I had maybe a few seconds of breathing space, but it just went off like a bang. And I started yeah. like, just like screaming, not like screaming like horror movie, but like, again, that kind of like, oh my gosh, like the pain was phenomenal. And I was like, he, he's coming. And I started looking at my husband because he's just like, our bags were in the car. So we literally just have to go into the car. And I'm looking at him and, and, um, again, one of those moments that he just remembers the look in my eyes. Cause I remember being like, holy crap, this is happening really fast. 
So I'm walking downstairs and he's kind of like helping, like not carrying me, but really helping me. And I'm like, he's coming, he's coming. So we quickly kissed Valor goodbye. My mom's home, everything sorted. So that was incredible. Like I knew it was meant to happen this way. You know, it just, I could just easily walk out the door. It wasn't like, call your yeah. mom, you know, someone needs to take Valor or whatever. It was just like, okay, hey, bye. I love you. See you soon. And um, we get into the car and I, again, I'm lifting myself up and I'm like, go, go. And I'm screaming at my husband. I said, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. And my husband's like, well, what's the break in contraction? How far apart? And I said, there's no break. There's no break. So he puts the, um, and what's he called? Hazard lights on in the car. Yeah. And he honks his way, like, you know, ee, <laughs> through every single light. And we go through lights. Luckily, they're not main roads. But he literally was just like, he knew from the look in my eyes and through the way I was screaming. And I said, I, I can feel him coming. He's coming. He's coming out. He's coming out. So we race there. And this time, he, he knows what's happening. It's not like the <laughs> first time. He knows what's happening. Yeah. So he pulls into any spot he finds. He like runs around, grabs me. He's, he has this big truck. So he had to like help me out of this big ass stupid truck. And <laughs> um, we go in, he pushes the right button in the elevator. We go up and I'm like in the elevator banging on the doors, like banging on them to try to get them to open. <laughs> um, my midwife, because she obviously knew, she pre-called the um, the team there. So there was like five midwives at the door waiting for me when the doors opened. They said, are you Christina? I said, yes, he's coming out. He's coming out. And so it was amazing the difference when, when everyone knew how I labored. So there wasn't yeah. second guessing. There wasn't annoying receptionist lady. There wasn't, my husband wasn't like goofy and like, what's going on? He just knew he took control. He you know, like it was just so different. Um, but also, oh my God, so fast. I can't even, and for some reason, they obviously, the only room available was like down the hall and I'm like starting to like fall onto my knees <laughs> and I like, I can't walk anymore. Cause that's how much he's coming out or like I, you know, how much pain I'm in and all of that, how much yeah. is happening down there. So my husband's like, pra and, the, and the midwives are practically carrying me. And I was like, he's coming, he's coming. And my hand's down there, holding, holding down there. And then I, I walk into the room, walk up to the bed, standing. And I put my hands on the bed and they put a pillow under me. And I just start pushing. And um, I push, I, I had three pushes and he was out. And I did it oh just standing. Yeah. So I didn't even, I literally walked into the room, put my hands on the bed standing. And just push. And then a couple minutes between that push. And then, you know, I think his head came out first. And once the shoulders come, they kind of come out quick. And my husband, I remember him saying to the midwives, he said, um, you guys are, I, I trust you all completely, but do, do you need another pillow? Like, is someone going <laughs> to catch it? Like, cause he was concerned because there's just like one small little pillow down yeah. under me. They're like, no, we've got this. Don't worry. And they caught him and he came out and then they just pulled him. What do you, you know, like threw towards me on top of my chest standing and I yeah. just turned around the bed and sat down and he was just there. So my entire labor was 28 minutes long. So 28 minutes from being on the bed upstairs on Instagram at three o'clock. He was born at 328. Yeah. 
Um, Insane. And so my active labor from what they could record was three minutes long at hospital. It, yeah. it was just the wildest ride of my life. Like I can't. Um, and my midwife and all the midwives there were, they're like, we've never had someone come like birth that quickly. Um, it does happen, but you know, yeah. it's so uncommon to to have it be that quickly. And so the photos of me that my husband took, I'm literally like pretty much butt naked, just holding this baby <laughs> with this look of complete shock. And I kept saying, he's here, he's here. Oh my God, he's here. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm amazed I didn't go into r- proper shock because of how quick it was, but I did yeah. go into a form of shock and I really got the shakes. And I remember the um, midwife helped me shower after because I was just like the weirdest. My body was just like, what the heck just happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it was wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe that. I don't think I've heard a story of a labor being quite that short before. That is just crazy, but amazing. Yeah. And, and it does happen because my midwife, you know, she tells me stories. She had a woman who had a baby in the Sylvia Park mother's room, parents' room. <laughs> yeah. And people do have, you know, they, we know people could have them in cars and stuff. And that totally, yeah, of course. totally could have been me. But um, yeah. I don't know anyone in my personal life that's had a baby that quick. So that's why <laughs> the moral of the story is you got to listen to your body because you, you yeah. don't know how you're going to labor. So that's when women are incredible. Just listen to your body. And yeah, so thankfully I did. And with, like I said, with, with, with my second labor, I, I, I knew what was up. I knew it was going down. Yeah. So I just dominated the situation and it was a lot more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And what was the sort of process from there? So you said you had a shower and did he latch on similar to Valor or what was that like? Yeah, totally the same. So I had a shower. Um, I, I have a, I had a umbilical cord hernia, which kind of started with my first pregnancy and was not great. Second. So my whole core was totally weak. And I remember being like to my midwife, I was like, I can't stand up straight. Like that's how weak my core felt. Um, because of this hernia and ab separation, um, which I actually have to have fixed by surgery, which I'll be getting probably in a couple, maybe mid mid next year. Um, but she was so amazing and she ended up getting and finding this, like, cause I had a, a belly band, but she found this other kind that the doctors used. It was pretty much just like tight, tight material. And then she wrapped, um, a sarong around me, which is I know what she was saying. They do in the islands as well after you have a baby. And it just gave me the most amazing core support. Cause I remember just being like, wow, I literally feel like I can't stand, um, yeah. like stand up straight or hold my upper body up. Um, but that was after a shower and, um, I did have some stitches, but they were able to do those ones themselves and it was not as bad. I think they were more just, I don't know what kind they were, but they were a different kind. It wasn't maybe internal. It must've been yeah. just exterior. And so that was fine. I mean, the worst part about that is just what getting the needle. But after having the baby down there just went through so much. It's just like not that big of a deal. But I remember the second baby, the second with their second pregnancy. And a lot of people said this to me, pushing the placenta out was just like pushing a baby out. And a lot of people say that with the second, it's worse. And I don't know why with with when I had valor, I don't even remember the placenta coming out what do they call it? Afterbirth, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so with, um, Zeph, I don't remember, being, remember her being like, yeah, you need to push. I remember like, ow, like I'm proper pushing yeah. again. 
And a lot of people say it's the same. Well, she even said it's the same with um, your second baby. The placenta is oh, harder to push. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Anyways, I've just heard yeah. that with you, but I remember being like, yeah, this is like pushing another baby. And I said to her, I was like, is it a twin? She said, no, it's <laughs> not your placenta. And so, yeah. And then we were at, oh gosh, we, we were out by in about three hours and off to birth care again. Same situation. I couldn't get a bloody, uh, could not get a um, oh, no. private room. So I was in the shared yeah. room again. Um, and I don't, wouldn't have minded having a shared room if I at least was able to kind of, like, I don't need to be her best friend, but at least come say hi or whatever. I said hi to her sure, at the beginning, yeah. but, and she just had family in the entire time. And so again, the same, it wasn't like amazing, but I was just there for the support, but latching was amazing. Again, couldn't have gotten a more natural labor. So both boys, like Zeph was just super alert as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, at, at birth care, I was just there to kind of, the funny thing is with the second, with your second, I was at birth care mainly just to spend time and bond with Zeph without yeah. Valor. You know, it was more just like, I kind of did have a, a bit, I felt a lot more confident in my feeding. I felt a lot more confident doing bath and changing him. I knew the color of poos. Do you know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. Where yeah. When it's your first, you're like, what the, what's that? Why is that happening? You know what I mean? But with um, the second, I, was, I really just wanted to be at birth care to spend time with Seth, just having one-on-one bonding before going home and embracing having two kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was just more of a quiet time to bond. And so, yeah, I think we're, we're there again two days and then came home. And um, gosh, I mean, having two kids is way harder than having one. <laughs> Duh, it's mad. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, that's, that was a whole transition like having a like a super active um toddler who I'm like potty training and then having like a newborn and so that beginning season was crazy and uh, yeah. much harder than just having the first where you come home and kind of lie in your pajamas cuz I couldn't just lie in my pajamas I had to do kindy runs and I had I mean not straight away but you know life continues that I think the first few months of having a a, a, a toddler and then a newborn is crazy time it's just, yeah. it's a lot. It's totally a lot. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I think that what we do as a society, which isn't a bad thing, but is when someone has a baby, their firstborn, you know, we brought, we bring every casserole under the sun and we come and do, yes. do your laundry, do you do that? And then once it's their second or third or fourth kid, everyone kind of leaves them to it. Like, oh, they're a mom now. They know what to do. But she probably needs more help. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, like that's when we like, gosh, she's got a, two kids and a newborn. Gosh, send it casseroles her way. She's the one that yeah. needs it. And so that's yeah. one thing that surprised me. I'm like, wow, this isn't it's not easier because I've done it before. Sure, I just know yeah. a little bit more how to keep them alive and how to swaddle. But beside that, I still have to cook and clean and do kindy drop off and, you know, do my online countdown order and put everything away and get, mm-hmm. try to get the baby to sleep. And so it yeah. is a lot harder. So that's something, um, a lesson that I've definitely learned is to still continue to support all my mom friends, even the ones that have four kids and look like super mom, babies yeah. are babies and kids are kids, you know, it's not always easy. Yeah, absolutely. And how did Vala go with having a baby brother? What was that like? Um, I, I think I like spent the first three months of that time just saying the word gentle 
gentle, gentle, <laughs> gentle <Yeah>. valor. <laughs> like, cause he just didn't get it at all. Um, and so we really just had to kind of keep them apart, which is a weird thing as well, because when Valor was born, Tyg and I, you know, Tyg had just as much time with, with the baby as I did. But with the second, yeah, yeah. he's entertaining the toddler. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. taking Valor out for ice cream so I can just have a nap with, with Zeph and blah, blah, blah. So it was, um, we had to be a lot more intentional with Tyg having time with Zeph and having yeah. that bonding period themselves and vice versa. I remember. Um, about a week after, or maybe even like four days after coming home from birth care, we've got a, a strawberry farm down the road that do really beautiful strawberry, like homemade strawberry ice cream. So I remember being like, right, I need to take Valor, just me and him. And so I hobbled, hobbled out there with him <laughs> and we went and had ice cream just for an hour. But just that time, just me and him was really nice. And, and Ty could just, you know, so we realized at that point, just a weekend, we're going to have to be a lot more intentional with our time spreading, spreading our time between the boys and for each of their needs, you know? Um, but definitely it was, look, I mean, the only, the Valor was never, um, anti the baby. He just loved him a little too hard. You know what I mean? He just did not get the cause. He was just like, my baby's my baby. You know, I love my brother, (laughs) Zephy. He was like obsessed with him to the point where he wanted to pick him up by the neck and hold him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, let's not do that. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it was, um, a bit of a transition period and, and probably still is to degree. I think it's only, I would say around six months Valor kind of clicked. It was like, okay, this kid's staying, you yeah. know what I mean? And he kind of, they both kind of got their flow a little bit, but the beginning, especially when they're so tiny and fragile, um, it's not always the easiest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you mentioned before that you were still breastfeeding now, and Zeph is ten yeah. months. He's yeah. ten months. Yeah, he'll be two in November. Oh, sorry, one in November. Yeah, my goal is always to breastfeed to a year, so I feel very blessed to be able to. I'm sure we'll hit that year mark, unless he randomly self weans, which I think is totally fine <laughs> too. Yeah, um, yeah, and then I don't know how long I'll go with him because I I, I do need this surgery at some point, and I'm totally going to have my baby yes, done at yeah. the same time. So I'll just see when, kind of when that, what that looks like, but at least I'll I'll be stoked to hit a year. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. Yeah. I I love breastfeeding. It's not always easy. And, um, you know, when Zeph has six teeth now and so he doesn't bite, but there's, I mean, there's points where I can understand why women give up because it can get really, really sore. You, but you, you kind of have to adjust to the gnawing thing, but I pushed through and I'm really actually proud of that, that I've been able to push through and then the pain goes away, you know, but I can see why so many women stop at certain points, but I'm really proud and that's fine. I mean, you know, each to their own, but I'm really proud that I've been able to push through to where we are now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. And did you have anything else that you wanted to share in regards to either of your birth stories or anything else that you'd tell first time mums or fifth time mums? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, my main thing when it comes to actual labor is truly, truly listen to your body. You can go to every class under the sun, but you're, you know, deep down what's happening. Women have been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years. And it's just really important that, um, you just listen to your body. Cause if I didn't listen to my body, I probably would have had, um, very different outcomes. Cause I would have been like, Oh no, I'm sure I'm just, you know, 
I'm just being, you know, too sensitive to the pain. Yeah, yeah. But um, really listen to your bodies and ride the motherhood train. You know, there's good days and there's bad days. There are days where you feel like superwoman and you're like, I'm a breastfeeding machine with my two kids <laughs> and making organic snacks. And then there's days where you just want to cry and you feel overwhelmed and you can sometimes miss your old life. I never want that. I never, ever want to not have my boys. Like I'm being a mom is the best thing in the world. But I think that all those feelings are really valid. As a society, we're getting better and better at being like, you know, in, in all walks of life, like, hey, are you okay? You know, like, you know, we've just recently had the you, Are You Okay campaign to do with, you know, depression and suicide and stuff. But for me, when yeah. it comes to motherhood, that needs to be a question that we're asking all moms all the time. Hey, you okay? Yeah. How you doing? Because you can just have a bad week. Do you know what I mean? And it's okay yeah. to not be okay as a mom. It's okay to be down sometimes. And it's totally okay to be like, oh, this is the best thing of my life. And I'm on cloud nine. That's amazing. It's all valid. And so I yeah. think that moms need to get off the mom shaming train and the mom yeah. guilt. We need to push that aside and just embrace motherhood because you know, you might be feeling like you're crushing it today and you might be looking at another mom who's doing something you might not agree with, but tomorrow's going to be a different day, honey. And she's going to be crushing it. And you're going to be crying in your pantry, shoving chocolate into your mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's my big thing with motherhood is just be kind and just take each day as it comes. And we're all doing our best because it ain't an easy gig, this motherhood, but it's the best. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories with us, Christina. I really appreciate it. And I think incredible, um, fast labors, but also really <laughs> empowering for other women. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I think you're doing an amazing thing sharing birth stories because it just takes the unknown away from it for a lot of people. And so I think that's yeah. amazing. So thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you.